Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist for Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Before we get started, just a public service announcement that today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to their audiobooks whenever and whenever you want and get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at www.audiobooksblackhistory.com. That's www.audiobooksblackhistory.com. Hello. Good evening. I'm Shelley Gaines, your host for this evening of the Gist of Freedom, and our guest tonight will be Muta Ali Mohammed, who will be discussing a film that he created, a documentary, regarding his famous grandparents, Ruby Dee and Ozzie Davis, the late activists, actresses, actors, and just um, general uh, contributors to the American experience. I'm calling to see if Muta is on the line. Are you on the line, Muta? Okay, he's not with us quite quite yet. So, um, again, hello, Muta, are you there? (laughs) Yes, I'm here. How are you? James, I'm doing great. Um, (laughs) We'd like to welcome you this evening to um, discuss your film regarding your uh, grandparents. Thanks for having me. We're so fortunate that you um, were able to put this production in place. Um, I know it premiered at the American Black Film Festival Mm -hmm. in June. So tell us about the film, the documentary, and your experiences, and um, just whatever you'd like to share with us. Well, the title of the documentary is Life's Essentials with Ruby Dee. And it's the first feature-length doc that uh, surrounds the lives of my grandparents, Asi and Ruby. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, being their grandson and also being the film's writer-director, uh, the story uh, is told from a unique perspective. And with that perspective, the audience gets to uh, learn, as I do, uh, about certain key values that my grandmother and my grandfather hold dear and that they imparted upon the world around them and mm-hmm. in life's essentials with ruby d their lives are separated into three chapters and chapter one is love chapter two is art and chapter three is activism and through archival footage um, and through interviews with my grandmother um, before she passed away um, they tell their story in their own voice and in certain scenes she uh gives me her wisdom in a certain way, like a mm-hmm. grandmother does to a grandchild, and she mm-hmm. helps me through certain issues uh, through the values that she has. Okay. So I did read you also um, interviewed not only your grandmother, but various celebrity friends mm-hmm. and got their perspectives. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. There, I mean, t- 
to say that there are a lot of people who love Ozzy and Ruby is an understatement. So uh, a lot of people featured in the, in the documentary, uh, like Alan Alda, Angela Bassett, Danny Glover, Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. are people who, I mean, are tremendously admired, but people who also admire Ozzy and Ruby for uh, for various reasons. And they uh, gifted us with their time and their words and their words served as a great compliment to, like I said, the voice of my grandparents telling the story of their lives. So people who knew them, like back when Graham Ruby joined the American Negro Theater, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Harry Belafonte was there, so he talked uh, about that and guided us through that part. And Gertrude Jeanette, an actor who was at the American Negro Theater, she told us uh, about that too. And also, um, when you get to other parts of their life, you know, Felicia Rashad is able to comment on the impact that Graham Ruby had in terms of this, the decisions she made to choose positive roles and, and mm-hmm. the power behind doing that. And um, I'm so appreciative because these people are tremendous, and uh, they lent us their time and contributed to making this happen, as did so many other people. This is a Kickstarter project, actually. Okay. So about if you go to kickstarter.com, you'll see about mm-hmm. 394 people from around mm-hmm. the country and some from Australia and Europe helped and put their dollars together to get the seed money that was needed for us to get the equipment and get the first few interviews for this documentary done. And with that momentum, it took about two years, but we finally were mm-hmm. able to uh, premiere the doc on June 22nd. It was a sold-out crowd, and it's just such a grassroots Great. process, and I think my grandparents would be proud of that. And, and I'm happy that we're able to, you know, shed light on who they were and mm-hmm. tell it in a way that is intimate and tell it in a way that's really been received so warmly. It, that's wonderful. I just wanted to ask, um, is there anything that in particular, because you said that your grandmother helped you through your issues in this documentary, um, what in particular comes to mind that she kind of helped you through with her guidance? Well, I, I keep it vague because the doc is less about me, but it's. Mm-hmm. I tried to serve as someone from present day when it comes to uh, the difficulties facing certain African Americans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, you share different obstacles with your friends. And one of the obstacles that I've had to face and other male friends of mine face are our opinions on marriage and being monogamous and okay. the fear of stepping into marriage and not feeling confident that you can sustain a marriage as long as Grandpa and Grandma Ruby did uh, over mm-hmm. 56 years. Okay. So I asked her about that, and um, I explained to her my fear in doing that, and she talked to me about you know, her take and Grandpa's take on that. And mm-hmm. through her comments and, and um, archival footage from Grandpa, they had some really uh, great advice when it comes to that, and even my thoughts on you know exploring... Uh, open style relationships. I asked mm-hmm. her about that, and it, w- it was kind of awkward, but people appreciated. The audience really appreciated the openness in right. in, in my decision to talk with her about that, and also mm-hmm. her openness and how she handled what could be an awkward question coming from your grandson. So that's right. one thing. But then when it comes to art, um, I'm a filmmaker, and I mm-hmm. have decisions to make, and um, you can decide to make decisions uh, without considering the needs of the culture as a whole, uh, which can be easier for the most part, at least where I stand. But then you can make a decision that does incorporate the needs of uh, the people, I would say. Mm-hmm. And when you come up 
admiring and loving and being raised in part by Ossie and Ruby, you have to ask yourself, okay, what what am I going to do? And and some people, including me, face the decision, and it's a frustrating one where you have to contour yourself in order to do right by a larger culture when you kind of wish you didn't have that extra burden. So I explored that, and that's the second issue that happens in art. And what happens, in, as you see, their tremendous lives, like their decisions and the bravery mm-hmm. in turning down roles, the bravery in, 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 in Grandpa doing Pearly Victorious, uh, the bravery in Grand Ruby, you'll hear her um, discussing with Grandpa about how she doesn't want to take this endorsement deal because she doesn't want to have her face selling some expensive car and, and, and put people, you know, selling people's dreams and selling materialism. So that takes a lot of bravery because if, if someone came up to me or anybody else and said, hey, I'll pay you to endorse this vehicle, you might want to do it, you know. So that's the second issue. And when it comes to activism, you look at their lives, they've been supporters of the community and active in the needs of the community back when, uh, you know, they admired Paul Robeson and became friends mm-hmm. with him all the way up through uh, as pictures of, this didn't make the cut, but Grandma will be okay. supporting Obama and mm. um but you could say from Paul Robeson up until the Black Panthers and, and even mm-hmm. after that and all through the 90s, um, their activism was just, it wasn't just the, I'll say the sexy activism. Mm-hmm. It was really that every day looking out for the people around you and writing letters and, and doing fundraisers and, and speaking up for the people who really had no voice. You know, and using their fame to do that. You know, so that that is what I needed. I need a lesson on not being complacent, and a lot of my friends needed that too. I I definitely understand um, what you're come where you're coming from, and I admire their commitment to the community, to the larger community. And I wonder, did she mention did it ever cost them anything? Because I think a lot of times. Uh, you know, actors and actresses and entertainers don't want to put themselves on the line now because they feel it's going to cost them something in the end. So did you did you discuss that in the documentary at all? No, she didn't express much, mm-hmm. like, regret for things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was understood that it cost them, and they explore in their dual autobiography, In This Life Together, mm-hmm. the... Um, I guess McCarthyism and the witch right. hunts. And when you look in their FBI files, and we do look in their FBI files, I guess it's 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 obvious when you see that in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they, they kept the eyes were on them because they were supporting certain right. people. So mm-hmm. I think it did cost them in terms of, say, uh, comfort, relative comfort. Okay. And I believe that it might have cost them in terms of their performances, but they made an active decision to survive by what they what they say is uh, performing for their people. So even if Hollywood wasn't calling, mm-hmm. they had a strategy where, you know, the people always loved them. It's like not that the people weren't worried about McCarthyism and things like that. Right. Uh, so they made a living going to the churches, going to the schools, reading at elementary schools and everything like that when Hollywood wouldn't call. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, and in my opinion, there there were some losses and there were some things that they that maybe passed them by because they did speak out, but they didn't spend time dwelling on that. They dwelled on how to maintain your own identity and your freedom and to still survive as an artist, and I appreciate that. That is wonderful. And a lesson for today, wouldn't you say? Because now, I mean, everyone, the goal is to put, get your face 
on something to kind of brand yourself and and to increase your profile. So the way they went about things is kind of uh, is, is would be you know revolutionary for t- for today's artists and entertainers. Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, where's the future of this project of yours? You, you had your premiere. Where does it go from there? Well, it's a two-pronged thing. So right now, we are in talks with a range of distributors, and that process, you know, it can it can take a while when you want things to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And while that's happening, we are doing select screenings. So uh, our next screening. Um, Will be I can't I can't tell you 100% right now because okay. uh, we gotta you know make everything 100% official. But the next mm-hmm. screening is gonna be at a location that is part of Grand Ruby's childhood, and so it'll be it'll be in New York and it'll be very soon. But you gotta stay tuned and and search for us on uh, Facebook Life's Essential okay. with Ruby D and okay. hashtag L E with Ruby D. Hashtag LE with Ruby D, and mm-hmm. we'll have an update um, very soon about where the next screening will be. So we're doing select screenings mm-hmm. in cities and locations that are connected with the lives of Ossie Davis and Ruby D while okay. we're um, continuing to uh, find the best uh, home for the project in terms of distribution. Right. Okay. That that's. Did she have a chance to actually view the film before she passed? Did no, she yeah. had a chance okay. to see Act One because okay. it was a gift from us and the Kickstarter followers to her for her 90th birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, that was in 2012, the end mm-hmm. of 2012. So she saw Act One, and she was so excited about it. And once, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to move forward if Grand Ruby's not excited about something. So okay. she was so excited about that. I know that I carry that that confidence with me that we're doing what she would have wanted and, mm-hmm. and what would have made her and grandpa proud. So she saw that and she unfortunately passed away the night we were doing the audio mix, the final audio mix for the mm. uh, premiere. And um, mm. So I, she didn't get to see the whole okay. thing. And it's unfortunate, but I think that she um, she's there. Yeah, well, I tell you, the outpouring... Um, that has um, been received since her passing. It's, it's um, is it, has it been unbelievable, or are you are um, you kind of yeah? I, I'm sure it has been. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat surreal. I was talking to my brother about it just yesterday. Mm-hmm. It just it's only been I think maybe forty something days since mm-hmm. that, and it just it seems like a long time because so much has happened. But the uh, the the out the outcome of of support and outpour mm-hmm. of support has been been tremendous. And uh, my mother and my aunt and my uncle are um, uh, they're behind putting together this um, the memorial service okay. for her. It's mm-hmm. going to be at Riverside Church on September twentieth. Okay. So Riverside Church September twentieth. It will be a full memorial service. I can't speak to all the details, but it's going to be tremendous. And, um, yeah, it's very now touching it, how everyone has been so supportive. And I, absolutely. Well, I mean, she's she's an icon. Like, I've spoken, I've spoken with you before, and, I mean, your parents are like, they're like black royalty for us, you know. They're the epitome of what a relationship can be and hanging in there and, and like you said, commitment to your community. I mean, that's something that uh, needs to be celebrated and recognized. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, is this memorial going to be open to the public or? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. Can you give the date one more time, Muta, for It's going to be September 20th mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. at Riverside Church. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Are you going to um, maybe put that on the life the the page for? Right, it is there now. If you go to if you find Life's Essentials with mm-hmm. Ruby D on Facebook, okay. it's there now. Okay. And, um, okay, great. You'll be able to mm-hmm. find all the, some more additional information. Okay. Do you think maybe there will you preview any of the um, documentary or anything like that? Or well, not exactly there. There's okay. there are a series of events okay. um, mm-hmm. around her memorial, and uh, it's very likely that we will um, have something available for people to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the memorial itself is really, um, I mean, from what I'm gathering, just to be honest, it's more like a, it's, it's the funeral, you know? So yeah, it's, okay. It's not, it's not really, okay. um, I wouldn't be screening anything there. I think we'll okay. be listening and, you know, praying. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's a celebration and a home going and, you know, it's it's something that, you know, sometimes the, the public needs to, we, we need to just to be there just to, you know, just to, to show our love and support. You know, we know the family cares, but, you know, it's also the support of the family that, that folks want to provide to you also. So um, I'm so glad you guys are, are providing that for, for the public. Very yeah, I nice. think it should be really, really great. Mhm. Now I'm going back to the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything in particular? Like I know you said Harry, Harry Belafonte is in there. I read also Spike Lee. Yeah. You did a segment with Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us maybe what Spike Lee might have said to you that uh, really? Well, there's a couple know. things. He he shared um, how he felt about Grandpa and Grand Ruby being a part of his films, and mm-hmm. and what he felt that did for his films. And and he also spoke about the different creative uh, parts of the, each of his productions that, that Grandpa and Grandma we were a part of, um, different aspects that they play, played a role in that I didn't know about, you know, like uh, in Jungle Fever and, uh, mm-hmm. and Do the Right Thing. And mm-hmm. uh, so I really appreciated that. But also he he gets one of the final words at the end of, the segment about art and our responsibility as artists today. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you have to watch it to get the full uh, context. But, you know, he has some, some really important things to say because I know Spike Lee, um, at least as far as my opinion, he always has um, a conscious message in the things that he does. So he was mm-hmm. perfect for, for that position in the film. Okay. And then I know uh, Cornel West also had a segment. Yes, absolutely. He played mm-hmm. a, a, a tremendous role in the activism uh, chapter and, mm-hmm. in, and, and in exploring uh, complacency in a way. And his main message, as, as I take it, was that we are activated when something happens to us. Because uh, when we're not directly faced with opposition, that is that is pretty obvious and blatant. Mm-hmm. We can become complacent, and his words he said it in a, in, a, in, a, in a wonderful way. Kick off the entire chapter on activism, where we dive into Grandpa and Grand Ruby's activism from from the fifties all the way up until present day. So, I thank him for doing that. Okay, great, great. Um, how about you give us um, some highlights of uh, their careers? I know, you know, they're. In a, I know that's probably like uh, a big topic in itself. But if you could just kind of 
Maybe well, some of their met, favorite highlights. I don't know. In 1946. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> They met on Broadway uh, when they okay. were doing this play called Jeb, and um, so that's when they connected and became friends, and two years later they became married. But I'll say their first um, film together was No Way Out, and then all the way up and through those times, our Grand Ruby did A Raisin in the Sun, mm-hmm. and she played Ruth, and everyone I know who we interviewed thinks that she's the quintessential Ruth and I, mm-hmm. I believe them because she she just is so tremendous on screen. Unfortunately, I, obviously, I didn't get to see her on stage playing that character. Right. Grandpa, I think he's most proud of Pearly Victorious. Mm-hmm. That was uh, considered for uh, so many uh, so many prizes and everything. He he was mm-hmm. a tremendous writer, is what people don't necessarily know about Grandpa. Was considered for a Pulitzer Prize. Okay. And, oh, okay. Yeah, Pearly. If if you if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Google Pearly Victorious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was turned into a movie, and that movie was Alan Alda's first movie. So that's we have oh. Alan Alda in the film talking about that. Okay. And um, you turn the corner and you see uh, Grandpa in and in, in the seventies is in Scalp Hunters, those cowboy movies, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously people um, know. Uh, Grandpa and Grandma movie for their their Spike Lee films too, but right. a lot of their stage work, a lot of their films, as you see in the doc, every chapter goes chronologically, and you see mm-hmm. that from the '40s all the way up until uh, you know American Gangster, where Grandma Ruby was nominated for an Oscar for, mm-hmm. for Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. they've been <laughs> steadily in the game, and it shows you just how tremendous they were, and I know that it could be come off as some sort of like hagiography with me as the grandson saying, oh, they're great, they're great, they're oh, look at this. That's not necessarily what it is because mm-hmm. it's their own grandson facing problems in relation to what they were all about. So mm-hmm. therein lies the conflict and therein lies the, the drama, if you will. But mm-hmm. their lives on stage and screen span, do the math, from the 40s up until right. uh, Grand Ruby's last... 50 years, seven decades. Yeah, at least, because Grand Ruby was mm-hmm. filming... Um, a film in Philadelphia, Tommy Oliver's film uh, with uh, Hill Harper, and this was, I think that was in 2013. So she, she she's oh. been wow. doing her thing. Yeah, she's been doing her thing. So I'm telling you, that's is that fantastic? It's yeah, fantastic. tremendous. It's, tremendous. It really it's scary is. if you're the grandchild and you want your grandmother <laughs> to just retire in her life, but you know. <laughs> She's got to do what she wants to do. <laughs> Was I put a little added pressure on you to, to be significant in this life? <laughs> Man, I, they didn't put pressure on, on, on that, but of me as just being me, there's always going to be some pressure on me. But yeah, it just it provided inspiration, I'll tell you that, mm-hmm. because to, to watch, I mean, I moved up to New York from Atlanta to live with Grandma Ruby and to continue this project, and you cannot be around her and not be inspired. You cannot be around her and not... Uh, grow in your sensitivity towards the needs of people around you, and I don't mm-hmm. mean in, in, in a neighborhood. Not I don't mean only in the neighborhood. I mean around around the world, and mm-hmm. you just can't be around that type of energy without uh, activating your ambition and going for it. So it's inspiring. You can see that through the doc. A lot of people who uh, commented and came up to me after the screening were inspired mm-hmm. in so many ways. They learned so much about Grandpa and Grandma Ruby. And yeah. they even felt the need to interview their own grandparents, and and that's what oh. the life essentials 
tag is all about. Oh, yeah, you okay. Gotta see, there's, some, there's something great. I, I don't know what uh, what city you're in, but I'll let you know when we're doing the screening. I'm right here in in New York. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, okay, so as far as uh, you were talking regarding finding other you know avenues um, for distribution, are you thinking about possibly bringing this to television at some point? You know, yes, centric yes, you know. BET something, yeah. Yeah, we're looking for a venue that obviously can get the project to the right audience, mm-hmm. a venue that uh, loves and respects Asi and Ruby and understands the importance of the message behind Asi and Ruby. And, and in my opinion of them, they were all about family, mm-hmm. uh, and they were all about knowing that we are each other, and they were all about doing something and not just talking about it. That's my take on it. And this okay. documentary has all of that involved. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that whomever we, uh, uh, you know, do business with, right, keeps that close to their heart, mm-hmm. and 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 imparts their message to the masses uh, in theaters or on TV or mm-hmm. whatever um, is the case. Because that is the thing that is nagging me when I go to sleep is I want to make sure that I'm I'm projecting a message that they would be proud of and I I definitely think that this documentary does and I hope that the distributor who we end up with uh, reflects the same values in a way and I think that they will. That's great. That's that's wonderful. Now what about your um, your your parents, your aunts and uncles and the family? How does the family feel about the documentary? Are oh, they excited? The <laughs> yeah, yeah that, you, you, no one else would have seen it had they not been happy with the doc. Because <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm kind of a uh, committee style uh, leader, so like oh, I, okay. I'll, I'll check it off with them, and they've they've seen it. They saw. Uh, I think we got the first draft done um, this past December or January. You know, mm-hmm. so we did screenings, private screenings, screen, screenings with uh, close friends, and um, they're definitely happy with 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 the documentary they're so supportive and family's been part of its creation so it's not like it it was just brand new to everybody but Mm -hmm. from the beginning this has been uh, something that couldn't have been completed without the assistance of of my aunt nora and my mother and and my uncle guy you know so okay because they had they had three children correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how many grandchildren Grandchildren? Mm -hmm. seven Seven grandchildren. Okay. And then um, I think some of the honors that your grandparents received, maybe we should, you know, just comment on that, too. I know. As far as a humanitarian reward or something. Yeah, Yeah, the Kennedy Center honors. That's it. That's it, yes. Mm -hmm. Let me look to the left over here. They have the NAAC Image Award. Mm -hmm. The, uh, what, the... uh, well, I know they got a Grammy honored. for their audio book. Okay. okay, a Grammy for their audio book. Emmy okay. Award, Grammy Award won. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've uh, the Drama Desk Award. She, she okay. was in uh, Shakespeare. Uh, in the, she did a few Shakespeare plays. Mm-hmm. So they, I, I, it'd be impossible for me to list them all. Like <laughs> I'd have to cheat and get on my phone. Let me just, see. Yeah, I just wanted you to show out a bit. So people, they're like, oh, they're actors, but, you know, were they nominated? What did they receive? So that's why, that's why I asked you that, just to, you know, kind of give our audience just, 
you know, on top of their, you know, excellent contribution, you know, mm-hmm. the accolades that they received from SAG Award, you know, Lifetime yeah. SAG Award. Mm-hmm. And Ruby also got her own SAG Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, if you go to ICandRuby.com, mm-hmm. you'll see the timelines and the awards and, and everything. Okay. So not only are these people, they were great actors, they are also recognized by their peers. So, and that's a wonderful thing to have happen. And, um, you know, as a result of, of just all their success and, and um, contributions, you know, you have this wonderful documentary again. And um, I just want you to give the name of it one more time. And just, you know, we're closing the interview, so just tell us, you know, last words, anything you'd like to say. <laughs> My last words. <laughs> On a closing note. But, oh, happy belated birthday to you. I know you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. I appreciate that. Yes. I would like to say that the documentary is titled Life's Essentials with Ruby D. It is a documentary about Ruby D and Ossie Davis and the topics of love, art, and activism. And to get more information, go to rubydstory.com. Mm-hmm. And to get even more information, search for hashtag L-E with Ruby D. That's hashtag L-E with Ruby D. And mm-hmm. we will be having some private screenings uh, uh, coming up soon, so you have to follow us to get all of the details. So L-E with Ruby D and rubydstory.com. Mm-hmm. If they like um, the Life Essentials on Facebook, will different notifications come up? I believe so, correct? Yes. If, if, okay. if you like it, you will, and you'll get notifications okay. also about the memorial on September 20th at Riverside okay. Church. Okay, because I know everyone is into the Facebook thing, so that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Okay, great. I Thank you so much, um, Musa Ali, for this time. Really thank appreciate you. it. And um I know who an uh, NJ um who who produced this project for you? We might Javon N J Frank. Okay, great. Wanna give him some acknowledgement too. Absolutely. Okay. He's, <laughs> without him this wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. Him <laughs> and um, Sonia Denise and Jasmine McCullough. That's it. that core team of you know, we all just put the blood, sweat and tears in it. N J Frank, Sonia Denise and Jasmine McCullough. Okay. I think we have a caller. Oh sure. Okay. Caller? Hello. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Am I online? Yes, you are. You're my, online. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Ali. My name is. I'm sorry, Mr. Muhammad. My name is Dashan Farad. I'm a reporter for YourBlackWorld.net, headed by Dr. Boyce Watkins. I wanted to know: uh, Did your grandparents ever describe the impact that the assassinations of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King had on their lives? To yourself, did they ever uh, express that to you or the or the uh, or the Western grandchildren? Yeah, they expressed it as it happened. I've been told that it was just tremendously heartbreaking. My uncle Guy, in an interview, and this didn't make the cut. He just spoke to how devastated they were. Um, and this is when Dr. King was assassinated. And there's some audio of Grandpa speaking in New York about Dr. King shortly after he passed. And I could tell, in just in my opinion, that he was very frustrated. And Grandpa didn't get frustrated too often. But 
he was definitely disturbed by what happened, and he was definitely calling for a plan. If you know, Grandpa spoke at the first Congressional Black Caucus, and his message was, it's not the man, it's the plan. And he cited how much has been put into the pot of, of, of the fight for black justice. And he mentioned Dr. King, but he also mentioned that we all need a plan because he was so frustrated, I feel. And his take on that um, comes out in that speech and in the speech he made, I believe it was in Central Park after Dr. King died. Graham Ruby speaks about when um, Malcolm passed away, and she speaks, she spoke regretfully about it because Malcolm had come to the house where I am now, and he needed some running money, and she was trying to find her money that was stashed away. I think it was $5,000, and by the time he left, she couldn't find it, and I think that just made her feel so guilty for so long. And I, even me, when I hear her telling that story, I'm like, just, you know, let let it go, let it go. And, and Malcolm had called Grandpa because they were friends, and asked him to come to the Autobahn, and they had a previous commitment. And you'll you'll hear this if you get their their audio book, um, in this life together. That's the one that won the Grammy. Um, and they couldn't make it. And uh, obviously they they you know what happened. But and they got the news while they were on the where they were on the way back home. And oh, it's Grand Ruby in the documentary. She says it was like a shot, like a shot, S H O T, to them, and they were just stunned by the loss of um, Malcolm. And back then, you know, it wasn't really, Malcolm wasn't praised as much as he deserved to be. So it was a different environment. And Grandpa, I, I, I went through the notebook um, in the archive. Grandpa, he obviously eulogized Malcolm and spoke to uh, how tremendous he was. And he, he came under fire. A lot of people attacked Grandpa for supporting Malcolm. But there was love there, and in, an, in another interview that uh, didn't make it, Grandpa looked upon Malcolm as a son. He looked at, he literally said, as, as a son. So he was tremendously uh, pained by uh, his assassination, and he spoke to people who criticized him for supporting Malcolm. And he has all of these letters, writing them back, and actually convincing them that they should support what Malcolm stood for. So. Off the cuff, that's the knowledge I have on how they felt when Malcolm and Dr. King were were taken from us. And um, there's more, there's more, obviously more detail in, in their book, and and it'll be from their words, you know. But that's what I can say from my perspective. Very enlightening. Thank you, caller. Are you satisfied with that? Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. My thank pleasure. you. Thank you. Do we have any other callers? Okay, I think that's it. Well, okay. thank you for that. That was very insightful, Muta. I appreciate that. Thank and we want to wish you a wonderful evening, and thank you so much again. Thank you. Have a good okay, evening. Okay, you too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the edition of Leslie Gisses Just a Freedom. Have a wonderful evening. I'm your host, Shelley Gaines, for this evening. Enjoy your un- Enjoy your week. Take care.
Thank you.